Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Hello, world, and welcome to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys featuring two humans, us. Hi, I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. From 97 1 The Freak, right here in DFW. And that is former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. And they did it. They fixed it. We can go back to just doing football stuff, not bury everyone, and we can football again. <laughs> this is brought to you by our buddies at Bet Online, your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns, odds, spreads, totals, NFL, college football. All at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time update on stats, news, and odds. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to get in on that action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. If you took the Cowboys, you would have won. What were they favored by? One and a half, I believe. And they went ahead and won by three. Twice as much as they were supposed to beat them by because the Cowboys are dominant, Jesse Holly. Yeah. I don't know about dominant, but uh, they won. They did win. <laughs> they, they, they won. You'll take what you can get, man. When you're, uh, when you, you know, at the, at the, the, the perfect picture for what yesterday's game was and kind of what the Cowboys have been going through was at the end of the game. The, uh, the, the, the station cameras pan to the sideline, and you see about three or four clips. You see Dak Prescott with the towel, and he's like. Thank you. We did like we did it. You see Mike McCarthy, like uh, you see Micah, and you can just tell how much they needed, wanted, desired, yearned for this win. Like it was one of those things where they were like, "Boy, we we needed this in the worst way," and it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. And you can't put lipstick on a pig and make it cute. But at the end of the day, you were three points better than the Los Angeles Chargers last night. Put you at 4-2, heading into the bye week. You feel a little bit better about yourself after what happened last week. So, I mean, I think all things are relatively well in Cowboy land today. I think my favorite part of it is uh, national people won't allow this. Hell, local people won't allow this. Check the comments on my YouTube page after we upload this and somebody hears this. <laughs> Dak Prescott outplaying Justin Herbert is wonderful for talking about NFL things. And there are so many people out there that just won't allow it because Justin Herbert is supposed to be whatever he's supposed to be. And Dak is supposed to be whatever you've decided he is. Dak outplayed Justin Herbert clearly in a football game on the road. Uh, and I just think that's wonderful. I think that's wonderful for content purposes because you're not allowed to say it. Yeah. Joe Buck said it on the broadcast out loud at the end of the game. And he's like, and Dak Prescott outplayed Justin Herbert. And I was like, oh, does he know that that's not allowed? I don't <laughs> think you're allowed to say that. Uh, but shout out to Dak. He got out of some really tough spots last night in that game. Yeah, he did. Um, I was on record saying this maybe two weeks ago. It said there's sometimes where you just need Dak to um, unbutton the shirt, loose, loosen up the tie and make a Superman play. You and I are both old enough to remember, uh, back in the day, there was a commercial and it was this kid and he got into like this simulated like um, roller coaster with his feet dangling, right? And, he, and it moves through and then he's like in a football game. 
and he's moving and he's shaking and like the defenders are coming and he's moving it. And then eventually he gets to the goal line and the, like the guy hits him in his legs and he flips over and he lands. And it's a Michael Vick commercial. And, they, and, the, and the, the, the phrase was simply, it's not in the playbook, but it should be. And you saw that a lot last night from Dak Prescott, right? You saw him making plays that clearly, because even Mike McCarthy came off the field one time and said, back call. Like he even knew he had so many plays last night that weren't in the playbook, but they should be. And those are the moments where you see Dak run, you see Dak scramble, you see him be, um, you see him innovate on the run. And those are the things that, that you have to do at times to win football games. This whole narrative of Dak sometimes wanting to be this pocket passer and kind of do things by the book. Sometimes you got to say, hey, man, screw that. I got to go win us a football game. I have to be elusive. I have to run. I have to scramble. And he had uh, he had about three or four plays last night, uh, some of them on third downs. Of course, you know the play that he threw to Tony Pollard, which he ran 60 yards uh, before Asante Samuel Jr. caught him. That's who you have to be. You have to be that way sometimes when your offense just isn't giving you enough creativity to go out there and be successful down in and down out. And last night he was, uh, and he made a couple more plays than Justin Herbert and got the team a victory. Yeah, I guess that goes to what you were saying about how it wasn't it wasn't pretty because if you go through and you say, all right, who played well on the Cowboys offense last night? I go, okay, well, Dak did, CD did. Um uh, I I mean Pollard had that play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nice play. <laughs> Brandon uh, Cooks had a couple plays, finally. Cooks, Cooks caught some passes. Uh, but I mean, I would rather you not have like it seemed like for a stretch there. Every pass play was Dak had to either escape that away or that away. <laughs> and it was like, oh, well, I mean, it would be okay if there was a pocket once. We could do that if y'all wanted to. There was a lot of uh, third downs and long, and there was a lot of Dak running up to the right or out to the left. And I was like, man, that's probably more pressure than you want to allow considering you have your starting offensive line that you say you want to have. And he was sacked five times and he had to be close to being sacked another five to eight to 10 times. Um, so, you know, not anything that I'm going to look at and be like, hell yes, I feel incredible about this offense. Cause I didn't see a team that could pass block. I didn't see a team that could run block, but I saw a team that the quarterback and the wide receiver one made enough plays that you got to win on the road, which I won't complain about. But there is enough. Well, there is what there is a thing we do need to. We've talked about it for a year and a half now. But there is a thing we need to talk about, Jesse. I know there's some people that would have you believe it's not a thing. <laughs> but for a year and a half, we've been talking about. It. <laughs> did you hear what Troy Hickman said? Did you hear what, what did Troy he say? Said? I was stunned. I was like, I can't believe Dak would say that to Troy Hickman uh, on one of the passes where Michael Gallup can't win on a slant route one on one. Um, <laughs> Gallup can't get open on a one-on-one -on -one slant. He just gets jammed up and beat up. Um, the crosser on third down where they threw it to Gallup, I, I don't know if he was confused. Like, it looked like he didn't know, do I want to keep running or do I want to sell down? And then Dak was like, well, I'm just going to throw it to you. And Gallup was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, that was a weird play. The Asante Samuel Jr. did get two handfuls of the back of his jersey. It should have been a penalty. They didn't call it. It was still a dime touchdown right through his hands. That, I mean, come on. Like, that's a touchdown. Last night, they were amazing throwing the ball when they didn't get sacked. At one point, I think Dak was 16 of 21. 
all five incompletions were when he threw to Michael Gallup. It was 16 of 16 to everyone else. Yeah. And Troy Aikman, at one point that broadcast said they talked to Dak because he was like, I don't know, you know, still a little off with the knee since the ACL. And we talked to Dak and he thinks, you know, it might be a confidence thing. And I'm like, that's a big story that no one's reported that Dak thinks that Gallup's confidence is shot. <laughs> uh, but they got a, they got a Michael Gallup problem. He is the only aspect on that offense that looked like stop it. Yeah, don't even look at him. You know, like, I, the, and the coverage tells you to look at a guy. You have to look boom, at him. Boom. But, that is, and that and that's the thing that I want people to honestly. I'm with you, but I want people to understand when you say, "Don't go to Gallup. Don't go to Gallup. Don't go to Gallup." Well, when when he gets under center and he looks out there and he goes, well, they're going to double team 88 and they're probably going to play some sort of zone coverage towards three. I, I, I have to go over here. Like I, I like I have I, man I, coverage to you. Like, Beat I literally, it. <laughs> like I literally they're they're, they're going to do. I have to go here. Like and so my thing is this and, and this is the part that people don't want to talk about at times. And this goes for guys like Michael Gallup. This goes for guys like. Tony Pollard, however you feel about him. Um, they're not sitting $12 million on the bench. They just aren't. But at some point in time, you have to say, Michael Gallup, either you have to – and and the Cowboys are, are, are one of very few. I mean, I watched the Giants last year sit Kenny Galladay for the entire season, right? And they were playing him a boatload of money. But he didn't make sense of what they were doing. He didn't buy into their system. And so they said, the hell with it. And this is the politics that a time at times play plays part in the Cowboys organization between ownership and front office personnel, i.e. Jerry and Stephen Jones, versus what the coaches want. Because a coach may say, I kind of want to bench this guy. And Jerry and Stephen will go, I'm paying this guy a lot of money. So you go figure it out, find a way. But at some point in time, they have to say to themselves, we can't play Michael Gallup. Like we can't we can't play him the amount of snaps we are playing him because teams are basically saying we're gonna give you whatever you want number thirteen. We're, what what do you want? We're gonna man to man covers over there. We're gonna give you whatever you want, and, and maybe they need to call go routes every time that happens because the slants or anything else is not working, and it's what the it's what the defense is dictating towards the quarterback. And so I understand why he goes to him ten times for three catches for twenty four yards. Sidebar, this is not me being, you know, at 40 years old, I, if you give me 10 targets in an NFL game right now, right now, tomorrow, I may be in the ICU, le legitimately. But if you gave me 10, if you gave me 10 targets in a game today at 40 years old, I'm getting you more than 24 yards on three receptions. I am. Okay, that's fine. This is going to be a whole separate episode. What we're going to do is we're going to go poll all 10 of those plays, and you're going to tell me what you were going to do better because I want to see you get off the NFL jam at your age, having not played in a while. Oh, I can get off the NFL jam. It's a, here's the thing. If Michael Gallup commits one more revolution to selling the fade route. Oh, yeah, he's going one step. He's ah. going one step running. Like, the DB hasn't even moved. Like, he's literally, when you take the one step, he's one step shadowing you. He hasn't crossed over. He hasn't opened his hips. He hasn't done anything. So when you take the one step and come back, guess what you're walking right back into? The DB that's standing there that you never made move. If you take one more, if you go step, 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 he then has to open up 
and play you. You club them and you come back underneath and you'll hit your head on the goalpost. But you have you have sold your soul on the fact that I'm gonna one step slant this dude. And this is the National Football League. This isn't this is, you're not dealing with some howdy duty kid out there, some 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 slap meat. He's an NFL quarterback. I mean, so, the Chargers corner is kind of howdy duty. Well, well, not for Michael Gallup. They they weren't <laughs> buying that one step slant. And they just weren't. So if you just commit to just sell the fade one more revolution, I promise you he's going to either cross over or open that hip and get ready to run with you. Then you put that outside foot in the ground, boom, club by him. He's out of the picture. You you can catch the ball any way you want it. Body catch it, hand catch it, whatever how you want to do it, catch it between your legs. I don't care. But the defender will be off of you. That That's that, – that's, the biggest problem I've got up in those slant routes, he's not committed to selling the route a different way or working the guy at the line of scrimmage to make him want to move. There's a time clock that goes on in the quarterback's mind. There's also a time clock that goes off on a DB's mind. And if you give him something, give him something, go boom, boom, boom. Now he's he's like, oh, that, that's really a move. But this whole one-step slant thing, when they watch film, they go, okay, we're going to dictate. We're going to dictate where they're going to go with the ball. They're probably going to run a slant or a go. I'm going to sit on the go route and then react to the slant. One step, well, I didn't have to react to anything because I'm still right here in my pedal step, right? I'm in, I'm in my phase. I'm in my, in my reading phase right now. And then you cross right back into his face. You you haven't even cleared two yards, let alone the five yards you need to get to get, to get, to get the guy's hand off of you. You haven't cleared two yards, and now you're fighting and tussling with the DB. So at 40 years old, with that information alone, I can probably get you more than 24 yards on 10 receptions, 10 targets, excuse me. I just think, but I, I just want to be clear that it might end up being like one catch for 30. Like he might, Jesse might only get open the one time, but get some extra yards for it. Did you see the Olympic thing? Flag football is going to be an Olympic sport in 2028. Stop. When I tell you that I'm not making this up, in 2008, I would have been on the Team USA. Oh, 2008, I, 2008, I agree. In 2008, I'd have been on that team. And so I'm going to be bitter and sad and say, screw flag football for forever. And right now, I got buddies that play on Team USA for the traveling international things that are local here that I used to destroy, but now would kill me. Um, you need to go over to Germany, man, and get that plasma enrichment plate stuff. That We're just going to be too old. And now all my other friends who would have who are on Team USA right now, like they're going to be too old. And it's going to be all people I don't know, and that's going to make me sad. Um what else? I oh, I have one defensive player I want to give a shout out to. Is it going to be Marquise Bell? Yes. Oh, we. I do the baller, man. I mean, they've had multiple guys who have not played to expectation. I think of J. Ron Curse and Donovan Wilson at the top of my list, and I apologize for calling people out by name. I know those J. Rons on Twitter, and I don't want to like offend him. I'm, uh, but you have not played as well as you should have played football so far this year. Um, or as well as we expected you to play football or Donovan Wilson, but Marquise Bell, my God, that dude just keeps showing up. And I love seeing 14 playing linebacker. I don't know why. I just think it looks great. Was that your bro Cox's number? I was your bro Cox. That was your okay. Bro. Maybe that's why. Cause I was hoping that he was going to be a player. And so now it's like Jabril Cox is becoming that player. It's just somebody else in the Jersey. Uh, but watching Marquise Bell be the wrong size to be a linebacker, but he's the right size to be a linebacker on my team. Uh, and my God, like he just sees stuff and he flies around and the dude makes plays that other dudes aren't making. And there was no less than, I don't know, four to six plays that Marquise Bell, whether it was a no gain or a, a loss of yards that that dude, 
has gone from uh, undrafted free agent that Dan Quinn liked as a safety, but he kind of liked him as a linebacker, to, hey, everybody got hurt. You're a linebacker now, to, okay, watch yeah. me do it. And he is killing it. And not only that, but in the time period of which he asked him, right? He asked him towards the, in the training camp and said, hey, bud, listen, need you to learn linebacker. And one thing that I do know is if you have the ability to have position flex in this league and you're not like a, if you're not like a Michael Parsons or you're not like a Trayvon Diggs, the way you stay around in this football league is you do what the hell the coach asks you to do and you do it well. And when they ask you to move around a little bit, you able, you're able to do that as well. That gives you a job like like Marquise Bell and what he's done in, in, in this short period of time has extended his career another two to three years in addition to what he would have made. So if he would have been out of the league in three years, he's now turned his career into a six-year career, barring any injury, because Dan Quinn has found a guy who has the versatility of playing safety, playing linebacker, and is a damn good playmaker. He made some plays last night that had he not made those plays, when you go back and you watch it, had he not made those plays, Austin Eckler would have been to the second level and would have been him and Stephon Gilmore left to make a tackle. And uh, listen, nothing against Stephon Gilmore, but I don't think he's the guy that you want being the last one of defense to make a tackle before a large game comes um, behind it. And and Marquise Bell came in there, beat the beat the pulling guard, beat the tackle another one of times, and got underneath them and made the stop. Uh, he is playing some phenomenal football, well, at least last night and this year as well. Just being asked to do whatever, whenever, and he just keeps stepping up, stepping in, and 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 being right. Uh, it's always seemed like you know when guys are hungry, they do all the right things, and they get that they get that check. And I get it, I get it. Some of these guys get that check, and the and the fire and desire kind of goes down a little bit. Uh, Got to keep that hunger, man. Got to keep that hunger. Don't let, don't, let, don't let the check. Don't let the check. So, you know, uh, uh, smolder out your fire. Keep that thing burning, man. Yeah. I got a giant raise to go to 97 one, the freak. And I got to tell you ever since she's kind of, I'm just kind of showing up, you know, but I'm super that, talented. So I still, I, I do want you to tune in, but I'm, I'm super talented. So it's great. Uh, I'm trying to think, uh, throw the CD on every play. That is one thing I got for you. Uh, just do that. And CD, it goes to show you in the NFL, if you're number one wide receiver, the plane, you know, Bitch and pout. <laughs> it gets you the rock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that worked out for everybody involved. Seven targets, seven catches for over 100 yards. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, it works. It, it, it works. It works. Just just give a little diva attitude, a little complaint, pout a little bit. I said last night on, on my postgame show, I said it's a long time since i seen I seen the good bicuspis from cd last night smiling like I, like you know i'm like cd you got the good ones you got your dentist is here in dallas he got you the good thirty thousand forty thousand dollar fronts show yeah. him and last night he was he was in his bag and he showed them um but but mike mccarthy we got to get better brother like during this offseason don't lie to us okay don't lie to us get go back to the garage self-evaluate truly self-evaluate because you have to come out of this by, because like you eked out a win last night to a team that was as undisciplined as you are, <laughs> and, and that okay. really that really helped out towards the end of that football game. Who was undisciplined as you are, who was uh, uh, you know at moments as bad as you as you were blocking up front, 
But you got to come out of this bye week with a, with a new look offense, man, because you, you, you know, Dan Quinn, there were moments where your team struggled last night with, with uh, discipline issues, alignment assignment issues. Micah made the big play towards the end of the game, but he was, you know, he was kind of not, he was a factor somewhat with the pressures, but he wasn't himself. Um, you got to, you, both of you guys, you got to figure this thing out. This thing has to look cleaner, has to look better on the other side of this buy, because what we saw last night, I, I think if, if you played that game last night against a Philadelphia team, you don't come out victorious. That's just my, that's my personal opinion. You don't come out victorious against a good Philadelphia team. I don't think you come out victorious against a Miami team. Um, you play that game last night. You, you got to get better on both sides of the ball. But Mike, you, you have to figure out a way to 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 get back in your in some sort of bag that you had at training camp that you had in the beginning of the year because this this isn't this isn't it. This isn't it. Yeah, and stop being a coward. Uh, the I mean, the guys that run the clock knew that you should have called a timeout yes. to try to score more points, but you were scared, and that makes it look like you don't believe in your quarterback. And if you don't believe in your quarterback, we're in a bad spot, buddy. We're in a bad spot because he's the one who dragged you to victory yesterday. Yeah. Uh, okay, Cowboys win, and we move it on. We move it on down the road. Everybody chill out for a week or two. I guess a, almost two. Have a good time. Relax a little bit. Smile. Wasn't and, great. And let me, say, let me say this for the fans, K fans, relax. If you see these guys on vacation with their families, if you see the guys doing some things in the, as long as they are not getting in trouble, they deserve this moment. They deserve these couple of days. To Only because them. they won. Only because, yeah, winning helps. It def, winning definitely helps. But, but, but please, please, they spend an ungodly amount of time. Most of them, not all of them. Most of them spend an ungodly amount of time at that complex, right? Um, training and watching film and treatments i mean 13 14 hour days they spend more time at, at, at the star than they do with their natural families so this is a moment in time where they just have a second to step away from the football game and just to have a moment of reprieve and just to reset let them be don't be on the internet talking like oh you know jay ron what you doing what you doing in vegas you should be worried about coverage. No, no, no. Let that man go to Vegas. Let that man go to Miami. Let that man go to Cabo or whatever the hell these players are going. Let them be. Let them spend time with their wives, their kids, their, their baby mamas, their side pieces, their girlfriends, whoever. Just let them have that for a couple days. They'll get back to work next week. But just, just, just relax. Just relax and don't be stupid. Don't be a dumb human being on the internet because these grown men are taking some time away from the game of football. That's what a bye week is for. It's to say bye-bye to football activities for just a, a, a breath, for a heartbeat. So be kind. Don't be dumb. Don't be stupid human beings. Please, I beg you, I do not want to see you guys being dumb human beings on the internet and, and telling somebody that they can't go and do what they want to do on their bye week. As long as they're not getting in trouble, leave them the hell alone. Yeah, yeah. If they don't want to be great, they don't have to. Yeah, that's up to them. They don't have to be in the gym this week. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, remember, this was presented by Bet Online, and you have no idea what anyone's going through. So be cool to everyone, even guys on a buy. We love you. Be easy. Eliminate the contingencies. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.